0: this thing working? Hey,
1: afternoon, everybody. How y'all doing?
0: Doing awesome on this casual Friday. Casual Friday. Ready for the weekend. I am ready for the weekend. Yeah. You know, I haven't been able to say this yet since now we only work Monday through Friday. T-G-I-F. Anyway, so we got a lot to talk about this afternoon. And we're going to start with an update on Take Our Border Back Convoy.
1: This is a historical thing that's going on down the border. I mean, really, it is.
0: Agreed. It's awesome. Agreed.
1: And uh, we got your back, people.
0: We have your back. They were in Dripping Springs yesterday, and they had a rally. And guess who was there? Sarah Palin and Ted Nugent.
1: The Motor City Madman. I
0: uh, know. It did was he, really cool. Did he
1: play, I, I guarantee he played some songs and shredded some.
0: I didn't see anything from him. You know he did? You know he did.
1: He did at the Trump rally, with yeah. a, the one in Waco that we went to last year. Yeah,
0: he's really cool. We like Ted Nugent.
1: I love Ted Nugent. And we had tickets to go see him back in August this year, but that was when we were having the consecutive days of 105, 108,
0: Oh, we were man, like, man, I think it we, was higher than that at that time. It yeah, was hot.
1: it was hot. We weren't going. We weren't we, going in August. We ended up. In sell, Texas. We ended up selling our Ted Nugent tickets because yeah. we were like, no, we're too old. We're, we can't. I do ain't that. standing down there in that heat. Dive. <laughs> I love you, Ted, but I don't know if I'm gonna die just to hear your sh- to hear your music, bud.
0: <laughs> but it says here that Ted Nugent took straight aim at the Biden administration. I am
1: not surprised. This is
0: what he said. The devil scum snake thinks he's the commander-in-chief of the United States of America. (laughs) Look, he comes out and says it right there.
1: Yeah. He knows as well as everybody else that Biden's illegitimate.
0: Yes. Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States. We know that. We saw that happen. We saw everything happen.
1: 25 years from now, if you ask me, I'll tell you the exact exact same same thing. thing.
0: Trump won, and everybody knows it. (laughs) All right, but we have um, a little video that we're going to play of Sarah Palin and her comments on it. So, listen up here. For you all to be standing up and saying, you know what, enough is enough.
2: We're not going to take it anymore. We're going to take our country back. You are. You're the epicenter of this. Thank you so much for being the activist, for being the hardworking, independent, patriotic Americans that you are.
0: We are here to bring attention to the fact that the the unfettered, the uncontrolled
1: border invasion, and it is an invasion, that is is first, Texas is the microcosm. Texas is taking the full brunt of, of this uh, front to the economy, to the people's lives, of where your your life is is expected to be able to produce.
0: You know, continuing your livelihood for your family security, et cetera. I've heard stories, story after story on that. So we want to bring attention to that, and we want to pray for the peaceful resolution to that. Because in my Christian faith, we also have an obligation to care
1: for these these immigrants. They've come here; they're here now, and there's some way we need to accommodate that those needs. There you go. There's her comments.
0: That was her comment, and that was um, one of the leaders of the take our. Quarterback Convoy that launched on Monday and will end Saturday near Eagle Pass. Um, It was actually a contrast from the lesser-known speakers who took the stage outside of the one-shot distillery and brewery and those rally-goers who had agreed to be interviewed. The information that we're getting about this um, border is very few and far in between because you don't see articles till after the fact. Yes, you don't see anything, you know, ab- about it. And when I do find one, I, I I bookmark it immediately so that we can talk about it because we want people to know that there are people out there that are fighting and praying for what's going on. Yeah, down there at our border,
1: and our Texas law enforcement and our National Guard, they need to see that we're down there supporting them. That we're down there ready, ready to go. And one of the things that I thought that he said was pretty cool too was that this is a peaceful protest. This is a peaceful demonstration, regardless of, of some of the the fringe things that you hear. Well, this is a civil war. We're calling for this. We're calling for that. Please, people, don't 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 do that. Be peaceful. Go down there, air your grievances. Let your voices be heard, but stay peaceful. And and a lot of the reason a lot of the reason that I'm bringing that up is because. Just like Denise said, this morning, I seen a breaking story from Allie Bradley. And Allie's been doing a lot of coverage down there on the border. And it's been been really good coverage. We get a lot of
0: information from her. She is on
1: it. And this is what she said. This was this morning at 724 this morning. She she put a tweet out and she said, this is breaking. Multiple Border Patrol sources confirm the soft-sided migrant processing facility Firefly in Eagle Pass evacuated everyone to other facilities within the Del Rio sector last night. The FBI was alerted to threats by two known extremists who are targeting Firefly because they claim it is a smuggling hub, saying they plan to overthrow it by any means necessary. The report shows this could happen anytime between today and Monday. According to the reports, they're also planning to infiltrate the convoy headed here and target other law enforcement. Firefly is reportedly being guarded by Border Patrol's BorTac unit, and Allie says I have reached out to the CBP for more information, but have not heard back. This is my opinion on it. That's a false flag. The I think information, it's a false flag
0: too. We the, just told you what um, take back our border convoy, convoy is, convoy is all, was about. all about.
1: Yep, and that's all we're wanting to do today is stress peaceful because looking at the FBI's records, their past actions. And remembering how they done everybody at J6. Yes. Don't fall for a false flag. Don't fall into their trap.
0: Yeah, I just want to read a quote from an 81-year-old who said he waited in a park-like <gasps> setting on the outskirts of Dripping Springs, about 25 miles southwest of Austin, for a rally at a nearby brewery and distillery Thursday afternoon. He t- he says, I'm an old Ron Paul Republican so, my thinking is, obey the Constitution and obey the law.
1: That's exactly right. We have a constitutional right to be there. We have a constitutional right to gather and protest. But we also have a obligation to obey the law.
0: Obey the law. And, and the Biden administration is not obeying the law. No. They're using their gaslighting to tell you that it's the Republicans that are doing this. But it's actually them. Yeah. They're not obeying the law on purpose. Yeah. And... I don't even know why. I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, and that's
1: the thing to remember. Hey, we're only responsible for our own actions. So please be peaceful.
0: Please be peaceful. We're going to move on. And that's all I got to
1: say about that.
0: From the border. But we're going to stay in Texas. We're, we're going to start with our local city. We're going to talk about a couple of cities in, in our area that are having plans. That are having... <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is like random but it's because it's been a problem for many years. And I would say about three or four years. Three years running. Three years running. Do you and think it's been since COVID?
1: It has been. It's right at the start of, of 20. Because if you remember, that's about the time I bought my truck. And that's about the time the construction began.
0: And I bought my car uh, soon after. Yes. Because I think within four months.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, by by April of 20, we both had new yes. cars. And that was already beginning at that point.
0: Yes. Yes. So, City of Dybal plans repairs to roads damaged by recent severe weather. Okay, now that recent, they said they're going to do damage by recent severe weather. Okay, so I'm looking at that, and my immediate thought is, what about the other potholes that happened before the severe weather?
1: Oh, Yeah. It's been this way on our road now here for three years. And I know the road in this article that it's talking about Morris Road, mm-hmm. it's just, it's been just as bad. They've had just as bad, uh, rough a time they as really we have, have had. And I'm proud that I'm not hating on them because they got their road fixed. No. I want my road fixed.
0: Yes. Well, I, I want them to um, at least acknowledge that this is a problem, but they don't even do that. We have complained for three years of for them to come out and fix our um city versus right. well we have a city road that turns into a county road
1: about three quarters of that road that we're talking about is our one road in to this little
0: no other way out
1: community and one road back out and we've been talking about this for three years with them and they they come in and they throw caliche dirt down and you know they they throw caliche in it and then it washes away within Yes. The very next rainstorm.
0: That's it. I mean, it just washes away and then it's worse because they're not solving yeah. the problem.
1: Let me give a little context to this entire story, especially from <laughs> our side right here. Yes. Because this is where we're, this is why we brought it up because the road construction started right at the beginning of 2020. And the road construction started because what's going to happen on our little road here, we're going to have an overpass cross it, the I 69 project. So it's all coming through the outskirts of our town and it's crossing over our little county road out here. And so since the beginning of 2020, we have had construction trucks bringing the big concrete beams and all that we're going to build this thing. We've had bulldozers. We've had earth movers. We've had log trucks, log trucks. We've a had a lot of I mean, log this trucks. Is, this is literally within... Less than a tenth of a mile from us, this has literally been a construction zone for three solid years. And our road runs right through the middle of this construction zone. So, about 95% of the time that we drive through this, we're literally driving through what they're driving through. It is a construction zone. It's horrible.
0: It is horrible. And our cars are constantly got a white film on them.
1: From the caliche.
0: From the caliche. You can't you, you go to a spray all that stuff off and all it does is smear.
1: It's a paste. It's, it's yeah, a it's paste. Horrible. It just sticks on there. But it's ruined our paint jobs. My truck, 3 years old. I had 13 miles on the truck when I bought it. It rattles today like it's tw- like it's a 10 year old truck.
0: Right. And one of our neighbors down the road said my car sounds really bad. Yeah. You know, so I mean, the shocks, the the potholes are bad. But Dibos says right here, they, they they say, think about when you put a tray of water in the freezer. When you take it out, you may notice that the water has expanded. Well, that's the same kind of thing that causes these potholes. The water gets under the pavement, it expands, it melts, and it leaves one of your car's worst nightmares behind. Then fix the road. Yeah, why do you have to explain to us like we're too
1: that a pothole? Yeah, uh, we know how road. a pothole
0: gets done.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we know the we know the cause. We want to know a solution,
0: right? Come well, on, Daball. You know, we um, have only been dealing with this for three years, four years at the most. Yeah, but this Dab other Daball resident, Angel Rosario, we've lived here almost twelve years at this road, and this is the worst it's ever been. He says the damage to his truck while driving on Morris Road, having to replace shocks and, mu- and mounts, set an uptick of traffic due to nearby construction. They're having construction too. Severe ice and rain has him and his family dodging ob- <laughs> obstacles just to get home. It's like going four-wheeling, he said. If you miss one pothole, you're going to hit another. And here's what Dabo City Manager said. John Arnold, the Dabo City Manager, said they've been working on fixing potholes in the city and are trying to be proactive with repairs. City of Diablo is actually a very robust street program. We put close to a half a million dollars into into it a year and so that's going to be everything from just your general maintenance <clears throat> to actually repairing potholes, said Arnold. Arnold said crews have been using using asphalt, but fixing every pothole is not an easy task especially when wet and cold weather won't cooperate. He doesn't they don't use asphalt. to say Lane.
1: that's not true. They don't use asphalt down here.
0: They sure don't. Yep. That's why I wanted to read this article because I get that there are money issues. COVID really did set back these small it, towns really bad. I get the other side.
1: It did a number on us. It did, it did a
0: number on us. But we still had to pay our taxes even though we were locked down. We still had to do everything that you require of us to do we have to pay taxes on everything yep and our and our um property taxes went up you know so in my estimate my road should be pristine
1: some yeah and some of the things that we're talking about we know might be out of your control but at the same time what we're asking for out of the city of eyeball and what we're asking for for any county commissioner in any county that has experienced these same kind of issues give us a better effort man
0: really you know, talk to us. Tell us what's going on. You don't talk to us. You ignore us like we're, you know, like we don't have a voice. And I feel like the people of Dybal are, are Deserving. telling you and they deserve better than that. Yeah. You know, and we have been um, postal workers for 10 years. And we also know that the maintenance on county roads, if people are doing construction, then the construction company is supposed to continue to keep the road passable. Maybe you should talk to them, City of Dyball. And maybe they can help. Because that's usually the way it works. Anyway, but this is also going on in Tyler, you know, so it's not just no, it's our not. city. And, and, and it's with happening your, to others.
1: With your point of us driving around a mail truck, you know, for the years that we have, we've we've run into bad roads in, in other counties. Mm-hmm. But I'm I want to tell you something, Angelina County is probably one of the worst. And I'm just being honest.
0: It is. And, and, you know, because we drive around Nacogdoches County and their county roads are actually pretty good. Their infrastructure is not so good. But since we're talking about Nacogdoches, I just happen to have an article on Nacogdoches today. This headline reads, City of Nacogdoches to consider new low-income housing developments. I'm going to read a little bit of it here. The Nacogdoches City Council will be considering plans for new housing developments. The council met Tuesday night to discuss the state's low-income housing tax credits program, which helps fund the development of low-income affordable housing in rural areas. We always need additional forms of housing for each segment of the market, said Nekadosh's Economic Development Corporation CEO Lisa Philpott Brown. Ford developers are seeking approval from city leaders for a resolution of support. The city council could choose to support all of these requests, one of these requests, or none of these requests, explained Philpott. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Let me tell you something about this right here. This is exactly what the Biden administration wants to happen. Let's put low-income housing in rural areas to bring urban to rural areas. Mm -hmm. Well, There's already low-income housing in Nacogdoches. So I don't know where they're coming off with needing additional forms of housing. Lower your rent prices.
1: Make it more affordable. Make it
0: more affordable for the people. Why you got to build something new? Because I'm guaranteeing you that's going to be higher than what we have already. You know, you already have HUD housing. People already do this. You know, so that's just... My opinion on this, I I don't think that there needs to be any more housing, apartment housing in Nacogdoches. It is Nacogdoches, Texas, is a um, college, college town,
1: and it's full of apartments,
0: and it's full of apartments everywhere. So I don't think that that is what you need to spend your money on. I think you really need to work on your infrastructure. Infrastructure. Listen, infrastructure. Gotcha. Okay, how's that? That was our local news for today. <laughs> what about you, James? What do you think about that?
1: Uh, man, you know, it's kind of like what we've talked about even yesterday. We talked about the, the craziness that's in the world, and some of the time the, the, the headlines that we see and that we read, we, we're just flabbergasted by them. <laughs> and so it's hard to, like, form a good opinion because
0: Yeah, it is. It is hard to form a good opinion. You just want to laugh at it. Sometimes you like, God, man. We we tell you, you know, what our opinions are majority of the time. But really, we're here just to bring you the news, and you decide. You decide on what it is. But I do have one more before we leave Texas. Um, This is really, really important, and we should be paying attention because everyone, I'm sure, if you watch any kind of news, you've heard of George Soros. And it looks like he is coming after Texas, so we need to keep our eyes open, and um, we need to donate to our candidates Yes, here in Texas, not through Win Red, to them personally, but George Soros is pouring millions into Texas in hopes of sh- shifting the power to Democrats. Yep, he is pouring extensive amounts of cash into Texas in an attempt to flip the state. The state campaign finance records reviewed by Fox News Digital. Soros has contributed over $3 million to at least five left-wing groups in the Lone Star State over the last year to beef up infrastructure and help Democrats make gains in overwhelmingly Republican strongholds. The financier is single-handedly propelling one of the progressive groups working to accomplish these goals. The group reported in August? Whoa. Texas Majority Pack. A mysterious under the radar group. It's why is it so mysterious? Why why do I remember hearing Texas Majority Pack? Is that the people that came after? Is that the people that came after Ken Paxton? Anyway, I'm gonna have to check into that. A mysterious under-the-radar group positioning itself to turn the state blue had received hundreds of thousands of dollars from Soros's Democracy Pack too. So there we go. There's that.
1: He'll do the same game he's he's done everywhere else and he'll put his money into into those activist groups and he'll put his money into the defense attorneys and the DAs in the oh, court yeah. systems that's and what, and
0: That's what that's what he keeps doing with the judges too. Money um see it says a recent report by the Texas Tribune said former staffers from, guess, get this, y'all, your favorite, let's try to be a governor person, Democrat Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> and and he raised about $2.25 last year. But you see, he also put up Beto. He put money behind Beto to win the governorship. And where did that go? Yep, we smacked him around. Texas is not interested in foreign money.
1: Or at least they shouldn't be.
0: Yeah, well, the Republicans, the the movement that we're in, are not interested in foreign money. We're interested in Texas.
1: If there isn't a ban, shouldn't there be a ban on foreign money?
0: I believe there should. Any, I don't think George Soros should ever be able to donate not, to any pack to not
1: one dime, for Texas, not one dime, or America. Yes,
0: he's not American.
1: Yeah, exactly right. I, I wish that I wish that there would be a ban on foreign money. Especially in the political spectrum, when it comes to campaigning, when it comes to any of those things, political activist groups, yeah. I don't believe there should be a dime of foreign money involved in it. Because you know what? I don't care what their their interests are. Our interests are what our interests are.
0: And That's right. And he shouldn't be involved at all. Exactly. You know, the thing is, George Soros, and what got me about this article and I kind of noticed is George Soros is supposed to have stepped out. I thought his son was running this. Yeah. So why does George Soros keep showing up? You know, so sometimes you have to watch these uh, media people because I don't think it's George Soros. What I
1: And what I don't want to see happen here in our state is the same as what we got going on in New York where criminals are allowed to just continue to be criminals and it's everybody else's fault that...
0: That's exactly right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's everyone else's it's fault crazy. that the that the people don't follow the law because they don't make them follow the law anymore. You can just do whatever. That's that know?
1: George. For- that's that George Soros money and influence, right that's there. That's how
0: Austin became the way it is because George Flo- George Soros has stuck all his money into these b- big cities like Dallas and Austin and Houston. Those is where you really need to fight off the Democrat. Yeah. You know, because they're going for the urban cities first and then they're coming for rural.
1: Well, and they're they're doing everything they can to change the normalcy and the mindset of everything, too. Yes. If we continue down that path of of him gaining power and influence within our state and within our political activist groups and within our court systems, with our DAs, with all of this that he's trying to fund and back, we're going to end up with the craziness just like we've got going on in New York. Just like we've got going on in Chicago. It's so crazy that a Walgreens chose to shut their store down. They get accused by a certain member of our Congress. They get accused of discrimination. Is that the nuttiest thing you ever heard? This is, this is from Ayanna Presley and her comments about the Walgreens shutting down. This is how absurd everything has become.
2: Yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th. This time on Warren Street in Roxbury. A community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take them, and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life saving medications, and of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers, and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care? Shame on you Walgreens. Having a website with talking points about health equity and underserved communities is not enough. Walgreens is a multi billion-dollar corporation that needs to put their money where their mouth is and stop divesting from black and brown communities
1: she literally just blamed them for closing their store because of crime rates being too high do i have to say that again she literally just blamed the store and told them they were wrong for shutting their store down because of high crime Let's not stop the crime. Let's not stand on the floor of Congress and call for more police and law enforcement to stop this. No, we're going to sit here and wag our finger and 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 tell Walgreens how shitty they are.
0: Well, I don't see her applying to work for their work there. Could you imagine the employees? Well, ha- trying to work there also, and she's talking about well, you're not you here. You, you took jobs away. Well, yeah. Well, yes, because the people can't work. It's an unsafe environment. It's unsafe. Exactly. You know, know, just imagine being this stupid. What
1: does Bongino always say? They're stupid.
0: Uh Yeah, they're stupid. They're morons. Yep. They are morons. I mean, really, you get up there and that's all you can talk about. That's all you have to say in front of America is Walgreens is a bad guy because you want to go steal their crap.
1: Look, you could talk about you know, Walgreens shutting down there and taking these things. These things are leaving the community now. Um, medicines for people, other things that people need to buy. It's a store that they can come in and they can shop in, and, and this is a place that pr- helps provide their needs. And that's a terrible thing that they're having to shut down. But to say that it's shutting down is due to discrimination or... It, No, say the truth. It's shutting down because your crime is high, and you won't take care of that.
0: Yes, yeah, that's what we. And I'm pretty sure Walgreens is the only one that left. I believe there are other other places that are shutting down their businesses. You know, because what is Walgreens the biggest one that shut down? I don't know, but people cannot make money when the crime is so bad. Why would they continue to put? Um, these businesses in these places that that there is no police presence.
1: Exactly right. It's that it's not, not it's not their fault. It's unsafe. Yeah, it's not Walgreens' fault. Do something about it. Do something about the crime. Is this thing working? Rise up. Well, hey everybody, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things. About what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities you know we couldn't do this without your continued support either we appreciate all of you showing up taking the time to listen to us today so please like i say make sure to hit the like button share our show with all your friends we'll see you next time on is this thing working and as always i'm james and that's my lovely co-host over there denise and we'll see you next time
2: We're out.